back. This is Sasha, the Catalyst, and welcome back to my podcast, In Ema's Eyes. This is a weekly podcast where we journey through the week, the Torah portion weekly. Did I say weekly twice? Oh my gosh, I said weekly twice. Um, and glean, we anyway, we glean parenting insights along the way. I don't know if you can hear it, but I think that's my fish tank in the background. Do you hear the water? <laughs> anyway, uh, my heart in this podcast is to treat God as the template of a perfect parent and to use this template to inspire us to be, you know, a little more of a loving inner parent to ourselves and to our physical and a loving parent to our children and to our spiritual children, of course, for those of us who teach others. And listen, I'm not a parenting expert, but despite that, I am in my 25th year of my own parenting journey and have made a lot of mistakes so uh, my hi- hopefully my hindsight will be your insight. Um, anyway, as a reminder, quick reminder, you can submit your questions through my website, um, or you can just send me a, an email or leave a, com- a question in the comment section on my Substack. But anyway, just reach out any way you can, and if your question is aired anonymously, of course, you will get $20 off any of my current offers. Don't be shy. We are definitely all on this journey together. So, um, let's get started. Uh, this week's Parsha is Kaya Sarah, which means the life of Sarah. No, not the life of Brian, one of my favorite <laughs> Monty Python shows from whatever I think the se- late 70s is when it was filmed. Uh, this is the life of Sarah. So, interestingly enough, we start out this week's Parsha finding out that Sarah has just passed away. And we find out that Sarah was 127 years old, which is super, super awesome. Um, So basically, this week's Parsha begins with an obituary, an ancient type of obituary. We see Abraham um, finding her a burial place and mourning her. And uh, also, in this week's Parsha, if you came over to the substack from my Instagram... Um, then you are ready to hear the answer to the trivia question. So which celebrity, which actor from High School Musical has a name that is in this week's tour portion? So if you guessed Zac Efron, you are the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Zac Efron um, reportedly is Jewish, but he said he says he grew up in a secular, non-religious home. So... Anyway, the name Ephron does appear in Genesis twenty three thirteen. Um, this week I was really inspired by two main points. Um, the first one is I just cannot believe the amount of trust and faith that Avraham has in his senior servant in acquiring a um, a soulmate or a, a I think they're called bershet. Bersh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's a Yiddish word basically for a soulmate. Um, so we see that after Sarah passes away and Abraham's done mourning, uh, he go he sends a servant to go pick out a, a mate for a, a wife for his son Yitzhak, who interestingly enough kind of disappears out of the parsha after um, <laughs> after the whole incident last week. So. Um, what is he doing? You know, if, if I don't know if you've ever asked this question, the, the Torah is really cool because it leaves like these white spaces where it doesn't exactly tell you what happened or why. 
So it so for example, the Torah doesn't actually draw a connection between the Akedah of Isaac, uh, the Akedah, the binding of Isaac to from last week's portion, to this week's um, event with, where Sarah passes away. But the Midrash tells us that Sarah actually was in so much shock over what was happening that she like basically had a heart attack and died. So um, there's also a Midrash that says that Isaac was so stricken by this this event last last week that he ends up you know leaving home and studying in the yeshiva of Seth basically for a very long time or no sorry not the the yeshiva of Shem um, for a very long time until we get to this week's parsha so anyway um, midrash is is basically like in my opinion it's similar to like an Aesop's fable. Um, so there's stories that the rabbis have told for hundreds, thousands, even years. Some of them were written in the Middle Middle Ages, but some of them date much longer than that. And they compile a body of work called Midrashim. And basically a Midrash is just like a folktale or a story that the rabbis have told to help us remember important points. So just like Aesop's, Aesop's fables are not literal, they have contained kernels of truth. And so Midrashim are definitely never literal, but they're telling us something that the rabbis found important for us to remember. So anyway, back to my point about Abraham, though, he is um, a person who didn't trust people enough, you know, in the first part of his life to not kill him because his wife was beautiful. And here we see him putting the entire weight of the future of monotheism on one servant to go pick out a, a good wife for Yitzhak. So anyway, it's kind of interesting. And he has a, but it, he mentions that his confidence is really like in Hashem, not in the servant. So, um, and I am really inspired by the faith of, of Abraham in this instance in Hashem. So I'm going to go ahead and read that quick. This is Genesis 24 verses one through eight. And, um, since this is, Anyway, here we go. Abraham was now old, advanced in his years, and and Adonai had blessed him in all things. And Abraham said to the senior servant of his household, who had charge over all that he owned, Put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by Adonai, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you will go to the land of my birth and get a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, What if the woman does not consent to follow me to this land? Shall I then take your son back to the land from which you came? And Abraham said, Oh no, on no certain account must you take my son back there. Adonai, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from my native land, who promised me on an oath, saying, I will assign this land to your offspring, will send a messenger before you, and you will get a wife for my son from there. But if the woman does not consent to follow you, you shall then be clear of this oath of me, but do not take my servant back there. So, oh, let's go into verse 9. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master, Avraham, and swore to him as bidden. Um, This thigh thing is kind of interesting. Like, that's, it's just an ancient way of making a, of like a handshake, basically making a deal. So, um, so then we see in verse 10 that the servant takes 10 camels. So I think that it's important, obviously, to show that Abraham's become prosperous and wealthy and that it would be safe for this daughter 
this wife to come come home with the servant back to meet Isaac. Um, the second thing I was struck by in this week's Parsha is the servant's patience. In um, in Hebrew, the midot, we have what's called midot, which are character traits that we are encouraged to continue to cultivate um, over our lifetime. So again, you know, the sages don't suppose that anybody is just going to, by default, grow up to be perfect. Um, they also don't suppose that we are just, you know, these horrible, horrible people. Uh, the sages teach us that there is a Yetzer Hara and a Yetzer Tov, and that it's our responsibility to balance those two things inside ourselves, that we are constantly wrestling with ourselves um, to be able to follow out the soul cur curriculum that we were born with. So some of us are naturally born with more patience, um, and some of us are naturally born with a little less patience and a little more alacrity, for example. So um, anyway, the, the idea here is to have balance in all of our midot in our traits. And the word midot actually... Um, in the Hebrew means more like, like a garment that has been perfectly cut to size. It, um, it's probably a verb that was used more often before the advent of like, um, mass production of clothing because every garment long ago, you, before the industrial age anyway, was tailored to a person's particular body. And so our character traits are tailored to our particular soul as well. And that's why they're called midot. But anyway, so the, the midot that we're highlighting in this week's Parsha is patience. Patience, the word for patience is savlanut, and it comes from the root or shoresh lisbol, which means to bear or suffer. Um, so having patience or tolerance for someone or something is in essence a way to bear with them. So I have a great story for you this um, this week, but first let me just finish my, I guess, my, finish my point about the senior servant. So we, t we see the servant making the long trek back to Haran on basically what he thinks is mission impossible. Dun, 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 dun. dun. <laughs> or at least, like I said, he thinks so. He prays for favor. Abraham declares his faith. He prays for favor. And then he patiently waits as Rebecca waters all 10 of his camels. I don't know how long that exactly took, but let me just tell you a little math uh, question quick. Um... This came up when we were reading the Parsha last night. My oldest boy was very quick to answer. He's kind of fascinated with animals. And so I was like, well, how many gallons of water do you think that took to water one camel? And he thinks it takes about 30 gallons of water. He said the, the size of a, a deep bathtub. And then if we do our math correctly, that's 300 gallons, right? Because there was 10 camels. And assuming Rebecca was a relatively strong woman she probably could carry about five gallons at a time. I know I used to be able to, in my, you know, youth, I could carry a five-gallon bucket full of water on, well, one in each arm, but in ancient times, they would have had one jug, like, up on their shoulder instead of two <laughs> buckets from Menards. So anyway, this calculates to about 60 trips to the spring and back. And, you know, that had to take, I don't know, even if she could do, like, one bucket and a minute, which is impossible, that would take an hour. So this process takes well over an hour and a half, maybe two hours for her to water all of these camels, right? And so the servant is sitting there watching the whole time, and he hasn't yet even asked her her name or whose family she's from. He doesn't even know if she qualifies as a person that could um, possibly be um, a mate 
or a, a wife for Isaac. So I find that really interesting because he's testing her character before he ever shows an interest in her. Um, so it takes a lot of patience to watch through the, a lengthy test like that. And I'm bringing up patience because, uh, like I said, I have a story, a little cute story to tell you about um, half price chocolate day. In our family, we don't really celebrate Halloween. We celebrate half price chocolate day where we go to the local grocery store first thing in the morning on the day after Halloween and buy whatever chocolate suits our fancy for 50% off. And we usually pick up a couple costumes for Purim too. Well, this year we went and the store we go to has converted to a lot of those self checkers and, um, everything was going wrong. Like none of the stuff that we picked out was ringing up at half price. So we had to call a lady over and have her fix the prices. And then my credit, my debit card, sorry, my debit card wouldn't work. So she had to come over and punch in the numbers for that. And then someone else was having trouble with their machine. And oh, this adult guy waited and waited and waited for her help just to find out that his machine was only taking cash. So he threw a little man fit and, you know, walked out the door, stormed out the door and left his groceries there. And the whole time, I mean, like this process should have probably taken us 15 minutes. We were no kidding in that store for over 45 minutes that morning. And I've got all three of my hobbits with me and they're literally like pacing back and forth. And I finally said to them, hey, this is a great opportunity for us to exercise our patience muscle. Now, what that means in my house is that you get do whatever you need to do to get your body still and um, so I, I gave them a list of options. Like you can, we can sing a song. We can review our memory work while we're sit standing here. We can play I Spy. We can, uh, my one son likes to play Guess Which Animal I'm thinking of. And they ended up deciding not to play a game and also not to do any of their memory work. <laughs> but they, um, but they did get calmer and started just playing. I think they started playing like light pretend lightsabers or something, but they were being still and they weren't annoying other shoppers and they weren't annoying me. And I sometimes find myself like gravitating to looking at my phone when we're in situations like that. And that morning I remember thinking, well, I'm not really practicing patience either. I'm like self-soothing with this, you know, device in my hand. So anyway, um, but I do find that patience is a muscle that needs to be exercised quite frequently. So that's my that's my spiel this week. Patience, parenting. My t- parenting touch point is that sav savla newt is one of those fruits that does not grow like on its own. The tree that it grows on needs to be cultivated and worked out. It isn't like asparagus where you just like throw it in the ground and forget about it and it like produces fruit later. It's a character trait that come does not come naturally to most anyone, and is only cultivated in situations where we have to wait for something. It grows more easily in a garden that's full of faith. I think it's easier to wait and trust if we trust the universe is providing for us or watching out for us or has our back. So, um, And it also grows more easily in the gar- in a garden full of bitikon, which is a different kind of faith. It's more like trust in the cer- that God has got my back in the circumstances. But nevertheless, it is a muscle that needs to be worked out and strengthened on the regular so that way it's in good shape whenever you need it, like on the half price chocolate day. So anyway, like seriously, you wouldn't run a 5k without training first either, right? So, um, so here's some ways that my family and I practice our patient's muscle intentionally. 
Okay, so seriously, when I have the time to to spare, I intentionally get in long lines at the grocery store. Seriously. Because we're homeschoolers. There isn't a whole lot of built-in opportunities for them to wait in line. For those of you that go to public school or have your kids go to public school, they probably do get an opportunity to practice patience at school a lot with having to wait their turn or waiting in line. So um, also asking them to give me five, like if they want my help with something, I say give me five minutes. And that is a built-in way to make them practice their patient's muscle. And then, of course, asking the question, so what can we do while we wait? And I think this is a trick I honestly picked up from a Daniel Tiger episode a long time ago. So I can't take credit for that one. But what can we do while we wait? If you have to wait anyway, what can we do while we wait? So um, anyway, thanks for tuning in. That's my parenting tips or whatever parenting hints from the Parsha. Um Oh, I guess that was mostly focused on Abraham and not God. What, What is God teaching us in this week's Parsha? I guess I'll leave that to you and in the comments. Where is God in this story and what can we learn from God in this in this part, week's Parsha? I definitely think that Abraham's display of trust was something that God honored. And so, um, yeah, anyway, more on that some other time. I really hope you'll place some questions and comments in um, in the comments below this. And I hope you will follow me on Instagram and continue the conversation with me over on Facebook. Um, I'm really enjoying this podcast and I hope it's been a blessing to you. Um, So may the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob bless you abundantly with compassion, understanding, wisdom, and grace. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Shalom.